God our Father and from the Lord Jesus, dear friends. The part of God's Word that we'll give our attention to today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, the account of Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. Since it is a record of our Savior's words and works, I invite you to please stand for our reading. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated. Call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you will honor me. How often don't those words of Psalm 50 come to our hearts and minds when we or a loved one is very sick? Or maybe when we're facing a frightening situation, caught in a severe storm, or maybe the car breaks down on a deserted stretch of road in the middle of the night. Maybe these words come to mind when our financial outlook is not so great. Maybe our job is in jeopardy. Maybe the house needs a new roof and we're not exactly sure where the money is going to come from. Call upon me in the day of trouble. In those circumstances and so many others, this invitation from our Lord is a great comfort to us. We're often quick to respond. But maybe we don't take him up on this invitation quite often enough. When our life, or our health, or our family, or our livelihood is in trouble, we're quick to recognize the danger and we're quick to call out to the Lord for help. But what about when our souls are in danger? What about the daily attacks that Satan levels against us in the form of all kinds of different temptations, whether they seem big or small. Do we recognize these things for the trouble that they are? Do we understand that Satan is not just trying to trip us up or to give us, get us off track a little bit, but he's trying to destroy us completely? just as he was trying to destroy Jesus and our salvation out there in the wilderness. The Apostle Peter says, Your enemy the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion, 
looking for someone to devour. This is real trouble that each one of us faces on a daily basis. And so when Satan comes to tempt, let those words from Psalm 50 be on your hearts and minds. Call upon God in the day of trouble. But also remember the words that I shared at the very beginning of our service today from Revelation 5. Worthy is the Lamb who is slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. We give honor to Jesus, the Lamb of God, when we call out to Him for help. In doing so, we are acknowledging that we are weak and He is strong. We are acknowledging that we are completely dependent on Him and that He is due the praise that comes to Him because of the help that He provides us in our times of need. Worthy is the Lamb because He is the one who overcomes temptation. In our daily fight against Satan, He gives us His Word as our weapon. And He Himself stands as our champion in this fight. We need the weapon that Jesus provides us for this battle because Satan is always on the attack. You know, it's been said that one of Satan's greatest deceptions in the modern world is to convince people that he really doesn't exist. In our culture, we see the caricatures of Satan that are out there that portray him as sort of a mischievous but relatively harmless little creature, almost like a joke. Or we hear the opinion that Satan is just an idea, a name that society has come up with to try and explain the bad things that happen in this world. And so maybe Satan's deception is working pretty well. But understand that the demon that tempted Jesus in the wilderness, the one who attacks us day after day in this world, is very real. God's Word tells us that Satan is a powerful fallen angel who, together with many others, rebelled against God at the very beginning. And ever since that rebellion, his single goal has been to lead as many people astray as he possibly can. He knows that his own fate in hell is already sealed. And he wants to seal our fate there as well. What better way than to try and defeat Jesus, the one who came to save us all. So Satan comes to tempt Jesus at a very opportune time. Right after the highlight of Jesus' baptism that took place right before this account, where Jesus' identity as the Messiah, as the very Son of God, was publicly declared by the Father from heaven. From that high... Jesus goes to this low of being all alone in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights without food. He's hungry. And Satan plays on that in his first temptation. He comes to Jesus and says, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. In other words, how could somebody that God calls his own beloved son be out here all alone? And starving. 
It makes no sense. Satan wanted Jesus to doubt his father's love and care and to take matters into his own hands to provide for himself. Jesus says, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Two important truths to take away from that response by Jesus. First of all, God's goodness and care for his people are certain. No matter what circumstances we find ourselves in, because he's promised it. And God never goes back on his word. And second, no amount of food or water or anything else apart from God's powerful word and will could ever sustain us. God is the one who gives us life. God is the one who sustains our lives, always. Jesus had perfect trust in his heavenly Father's care. And he knew that the Father wouldn't let him down. So in the second temptation, Satan attacks that trust. He takes Jesus to the highest point of the temple in Jerusalem. And he says, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. After all, that God who you trust so much has promised to send his angels to protect you. So that you're not going to be hurt. Jesus didn't dispute that truth. But he also knew that there were other parts of God's word that applied to the situation as well. He said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Yes, Jesus trusted the Father to send his angels to protect him. But at the same time, he knew that doing something so reckless as to jump from the roof of the temple would be putting God to the test. Something that scripture clearly forbids. Here Satan is trying to take one part of God's word and set it against another part of God's word in order to try and sow doubt and confusion. But Jesus knew the word. He wasn't fooled. In the final temptation, Satan leads Jesus to a high mountain. He shows him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. The temptation here was the offer for Jesus to gain everything that he had come to redeem by an easier path than his suffering and death. Forget about the Father's plan. Just bow down before me and all this will be yours right now. It was a lie, of course. I mean, Satan is called the prince of this world, but he's not its legitimate ruler. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Jesus would have gained nothing by listening to Satan here, but would have, in fact, lost everything. He never even entertained the offer. Because it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. Jesus' perfect obedience meant that He wouldn't deviate from the Father's plan one bit. The plan that the Father gave Him for our salvation. His perfect trust in the Father meant that he would serve no one else but the Father alone. As we think about these temptations that Satan brought against Jesus in the wilderness, maybe they seem a little bit familiar. Because Satan uses much the same temptations on us. If you are a child of God, if you are a believer in Jesus, why does God so often seem to leave you out on your own without any special care in your life? That doesn't make sense. 
Maybe you do lose the job. Maybe the doctor calls and it is bad news and Satan is right there to say, see, God's goodness and care in your life, not happening. Or if you are a child of God, then you can do whatever you want. God has promised to protect you, right? So you can play around with reckless, sinful activity in your life. It's not going to hurt you. You don't have to pay close attention to God's Word or God's will. He's already promised that you are safe and sound in His hands always, hasn't He? Satan wants us to put God to the test. He wants us to abuse God's gracious promises in our lives. Or maybe he comes and says, you know, God has promised you a kingdom, some future home in heaven. I can give you something better, and I can give it to you right now. Just look around in this world. Why would you want to wait for something that you can't see or measure when all of this could be yours right now? Why not do something for yourself for once? Live a little. Your enemy, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But we are not defenseless in this battle. You know, one thing we learn from this account of Jesus in the wilderness is just how effective God's Word is in fending off temptation. Jesus is the Son of God. During His days here on earth, He always had His divine power available to Him. At any moment, He could have used that power to send Satan packing. But instead, He relied on the written Word, the same weapon that God has given us for this battle. And it worked perfectly. But here's the thing. A weapon is only effective if we know how to use it and if we are willing to use it. If someone knows nothing about the gun that they're holding in their hand, how are they ever going to fire that gun? And if they do, how are they going to ever hit anything? If somebody is unwilling to use the gun that they're holding in their hand, what kind of protection can it really offer them? God has given us the weapon of His Word, and He wants us to know how to use it. That means that we have to spend time on a daily basis hearing that word, learning that word, studying that word, so that we can apply it to the lies that Satan tells again and again. Beyond that, God wants us to be willing to use His Word. Too often in our battles against Satan, we try to rely on our own strength, our own willpower, our own intellect to do battle. We think that somehow or another we're going to come out better than Adam and Eve did in the beginning, who, even though they were perfect, they still succumbed to the devil's temptations the moment that they let go of God's Word. Since the Son of God Himself saw fit to use the Word in His battle against Satan, we have to use it too. And so we fight. And at times, by God's grace and with that weapon of His Word, we hold Satan off. But he'll be back. He's patient. He's persistent. Matthew tells us that after that final temptation, Satan left Jesus. But Luke tells us in his Gospel account that Satan was simply waiting for another opportune time. He's persistent. With Jesus, he never had success. But with us, he does. He has gotten us to doubt our Father's love and care. 
And he'll do it again. He has gotten us to put God to the test, to put so many other things in our lives ahead of God. And he'll do it again. Satan often succeeds against us in this eternally important battle. But here again, we can go back to those words of Psalm 50. Call upon me in the day of trouble. See, Jesus doesn't just arm us for this battle. He doesn't just show us how to fight. Jesus actually fights the battle for us. Worthy is the Lamb because He is the one who overcomes temptation for all and forever. Jesus didn't just prevail against Satan on this one occasion in the wilderness. He prevailed against him every single day of his life. God had promised to send somebody who would crush Satan's head. He had promised somebody who would come and destroy the devil's work. And Jesus succeeded. He was perfectly obedient to the Father every day, not for his own sake, but for ours. Because he was our substitute in this fight. He took up the battle against Satan for us, and on our behalf, he won. He is the champion that God promised us, and through faith in him, his victory belongs to us. Not only that, Jesus is also our champion in his death. Because all of those failures on our record, the times when we did give in to Satan's temptations, those are sins which God's justice won't allow to go unpunished. What we deserve because of these sins is death and hell. But just as Jesus lived in our place, so also he suffered hell and he died in our place to redeem us. He shed His precious blood. He gave His innocent life as a payment for all of our sins. And God accepted that sacrifice that He made on our behalf. He demonstrated that by raising Jesus from the dead. The result is that our enemy Satan has been defeated once and for all. And eternal life now belongs to us. Worthy is the Lamb. What amazing security we enjoy as the children of God. Our enemy is real. His attacks are vicious. His goal is our eternal destruction. But our defense is sure. God says, my word is an effective weapon that you can use to fight off temptation. But God also says, my son is your triumphant champion in whom you can find forgiveness and peace when you fail. Worthy is the Lamb who overcomes temptation for us. So call upon Him in the day of trouble. He will deliver you, and you will honor Him. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.